Hello everybody and welcome to episode 2 Thank you for everybody that listened in last week It meant a lot to get lots of positive feedback Um, And thank you even more for tuning in this week Haven't put you off yet so I suppose that is the best sign (laughs) Um, If anyone ever has any suggestions in terms of who to get on Or like certain questions you'd like to be asked just ping them my way or to Rufus of course um this podcast is for you guys so let us know what what you want to hear and like what content you want on here um and so I suppose without further ado let's get on with the show so I would like to welcome my guest today who is Alicia Conneth who is a second year biologist our current charity rep um and is talking to us today from Singapore and a fun fact, I've decided we're going to do a fun fact at the beginning each time, is that Alicia once dressed up as a fish. So, Alicia, are you dressed as a fish currently? I am not dressed as a fish, currently, <laughs> unfortunately. But I do still have the costume, so... <gasps> wow, okay, so that's something that you're bringing next term, I assume. Oh yeah, for a bob. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Right, we're going to follow a similar structure to what we did last week. So, we're going to start off with our Pembroke questions, and then... Talk a little bit about what you've been doing as charities rep and then finish off by chatting a little bit about what what Corona times like in Singapore, because I think it's probably quite different. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not different. We'll find out. We'll Um, we'll just wait and see everyone. (laughs) Okay, so let's start off with our Pembroke questions. So what is your favourite Pembroke staircase? Um, what did she say? Okay, well, 16 because I lived in 16. <laughs> yeah, fair. But then also 12. 12 was quite Yes, good. 12. In our, when, like, in our first year. Yeah, so 16 <laughs> or 12. Yeah, that's a good answer. Um, Favourite member of staff? Wendy. <laughs> nice. No, oh, I actually miss her so much, man. Um, Favourite and least favourite hall option? Uh, okay, favourite option is probably the brownies nice sometimes they do cookies those are really good mm-hmm. um and then that turkey thing that they do at formal and stuff that's quite good what turkey and then oh, least favorite um carvery every monday that you, is not you fun. don't like carvery I, I i literally got a vegetarian card to get out of <laughs> eating carvery one time in first year they tried to do a luxa and it was really bad, and it wasn't Luxa, and I got, like, if you ask anyone who was at dinner with me that night, I got so, so upset about it. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Favourite Pembroke tradition? Um, Pims party, I guess, or just Ooh, the fact nice. that we have a lot of Pims in Trinity. Um, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. don't, don't. That's, so, that's one of the things yeah. that we're all missing most, I think. Oh, Pims. Yeah. It's okay. Um, and finally, best thing you've been involved in since being at Pembroke? Uh, aside from our amazing JCR committee, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, probably Bonnie and Clyde, I think, last year. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you, you were playing... Um, was, it, was it Bonnie's oh, mum? Alex's mum. Alex, so Alex played Clyde, yeah. for those of you who don't know. Yeah. Oh, that was so good, wasn't it? That was so fun, yeah. I just remember oh. I just remember just you all came on and I was just crying. I was like, my children, they're growing <gasps> up. Oh, my God, yeah, you actually cried, didn't you? I, cri- I cried so much. It's fine, though. It's fine. She, she cried with, like, happiness because we were so good, not because it yeah, was... Yeah, of course. Not because like, it was really so awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that concludes our Pembroke questions. Okay, and now we go on to our second lot of questions, 
which we're just going to have a bit of a chat about your time raising and giving, aka being our charities rep. I always find raising and giving is quite a weird name, rag rep. I don't know. It's weird because it's it's such a like a uni thing. Yeah. And no one outside of uni actually knows. I mean, even people in uni don't actually know what rag stands for. So. I was so confused by it for so long, and everyone would do the joke about raise and give, and I was just like, okay, I don't understand what your joke is, but great. <laughs> okay, so what made you want to be rag or charities rep? I'm trying to remember what I said in my last <laughs> last year. Uh, <laughs> I think it was it was basically I wanted to be more involved with like the Pembroke community, mm. and then I've always done kind of charity fundraising stuff in school, and then like even when I started at uni. Mm-hmm. So I figured it was like a good way to be able to get more involved, but doing something that like I care about and that I knew a little bit about as well. So yeah. it just it was like the perfect role, I yeah. guess. So had you been, so you say you've done, you did quite a lot before. So did you do that, any like uni stuff before you did JCR committee? Yeah. So um, from like, like literally my first term at Oxford, like I think my first meeting for like charity related stuff was the first day of freshers or something. Seriously? Like yeah. Because yeah. I remember I, I had to miss like a workshop or something for it. Oh God. And I remember being really stressed about that, like one of the freshers week workshops. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, so I did Oxford Hub. Um, okay. I was on their exact committee for about a year and a half, I'd say. Okay, so that's just more general charity, is it? It's, um, it's technically, it's volunteering. Okay. So they run a bunch of different volunteering projects. So like um, Schools Plus is one that people probably heard. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They run that, and so you can volunteer through them. And so basically they've got like, stuff and i mean uh pembroke alumni actually currently works there imogen which is really cool um Mm -hmm. and they like actually run the day-to-day projects they've got student committees that kind of work with them to run those things um yeah so they're more local based i guess in some ways what would you say is the best kind of project or event the i mean either in kind of committee stuff or in wider stuff what's the best thing you've ever done do you think um like related to charities yeah yeah sorry yeah related to charities yeah. um, <laughs> or just not just in your life what is the best thing you've ever life. done because the answer would be meeting me of course obviously, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um i think yeah for like a college thing it would probably have to be auction of promises oh yeah fun yeah because of the amazing mcs obviously obviously um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that was good because it like we ra- we raised so much money, like a shocking mm. amount of money. But it was also a really fun night, I think. Oh, and also because of organizing auction promises, I got to like go to the wholesaler, which was the highlight of my Hillary term, I think. Oh, to get snacks and stuff. Yeah, to get snacks. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I love it. I love the wholesaler. I'm not sure. Uh, I don't think Harry Deacon would agree with you. He always complains about having to go for the for the um, snacks before <laughs> JCR meetings. Yeah, but- I mean, it's a pain because obviously you're wholesaling stuff, so it's like massive boxes. But I think it's worth it for like the joy while you are physically at the wholesaler. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and do you, so you have kind of chatted about you've done a lot of different charity stuff. Um, and do you have any advice for people um, wanting to get involved? Because obviously there's ugh, people, there's just not enough time for anything, it seems, Oxford. So how have you yeah. 
how did you manage to kind of balance your time and still find time to do your work and all that kind of thing while being involved in charity stuff? Um, okay, well, I think you'll know that <laughs> I don't always divide up my time and, like, give enough time for my, like, actual degree work. So I'm not necessarily the best person to ask. I think, like, for me, and even just thinking back to, like, when I was in school, I think the easiest way to do it is just to just sign yourself up to do something and get into, like, like commit to it from the start of term and just have it be part of your regular schedule because then it's not going to feel like you're having to make time for it because you kind of already mm-hmm. have, if that makes sense. Like, they don't necessarily have to take up a lot of time. So, obviously, it depends on which products you're interested in. Mm-hmm. But, like, things like Troll Street Homeless Action, you don't actually have to, like, commit to anything weekly or, like, a set number of hours a week, for example. Okay. But then if you do find that you're really enjoying something and you want to be more involved or like you want to spend more time doing it, then I think like just joining like the committee for that project, for example, is a really good way to be more involved Mm. and it doesn't necessarily take up too much extra time. Mm. I mean, do you think you're going to carry on doing charity stuff next year? I don't know because I'm very confused about what's going to happen next year in terms of like degree commitments for us because we've had loads like kind of shift around mm-hmm. so I think like I'll try and stay involved in the social action space in some way even if it's not like strictly rag or strictly like mm-hmm. Oxford Hub stuff but yeah it'd be it'd be nice yeah <laughs> but it just comes back to that there's just never enough time for everything is there really? yeah, yeah yeah genuinely okay I think that was a it's a good insight into the charity world thank you um, oh no wait I've missed my most important question pause everybody we're backing up <laughs> this is this is when I thought of this I was like wow okay so the question is if you were given an unlimited budget and told to ho- <laughs> at least she's dreading this question uh, and told to host a huge fundraiser on chapel quad what would you do and I'm talking I'm talking any money here I'm talking animals I'm talking bouncy castles whatever Okay, I'm going to be really vague and not give you, okay, like, cool. Excellent. an exact event. <laughs> Basically, if you gave me an unlimited budget, mm-hmm. I'm going to take that as, like... Because, like, obviously, with, like, events that I run for a committee, you have to, like, get reimbursed, and so then you want to see if you've, like, made a profit, so to speak, yeah. right? I'm going to assume that that doesn't have to happen. Nope. Which is good. Because then I'd want... Basically, I'd want to run something where it's, like, really expensive to run mm. that kind of event. So, like, loads of, like, infrastructure or, I don't know, like, a carnival, maybe. That kind of thing. Where you just have, like, loads of things going on. And then, ideally, it's stuff where you've got, like, loads of different activities. And then you have to, like, pay for each of them. But it's, like, a pound each or, like, 50p. Because yeah, then people yeah. will, like, do lots of things. And then all of that adds up. Mm-hmm. So, I think that would be kind of fun but it's normally, like, quite expensive to run. Yeah, yeah, So that would be yeah, cool. Yeah. So it's, like, a fun thing to, like, do with your friends. So I feel like people would, people would go to that. Can we have, like, one of... I don't know what they're called. One of those, like, bungee jumping things that sometimes they set up in, like, shopping centres. You know, it's, like... Oh, is it... Where's there's, like, a trampoline on the bottom and you, like, bounce around. Yeah, and then it, like, pings you. I've always wanted to do one of them. Yeah, fair. We can put that right in the middle of Chapel Quad. Oh, sick. Okay, cool. Oh, no, North North Quad, because then you'll be visible from, like, the main street. Oh, that would be, be so funny. Just like, wee, hello, and down, <laughs> just and up, under, like, and popping up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Right, now, now we, that, that's the end of our charity-related bit. So now we're going to move on to our 
our last set of questioning, um, which is just we're going to find out a little bit more about what the current situation is like in Singapore. Um, I've just written here, Corona time in Singapore. So we're going to find out about that. So, I mean, like, what, what are the regulations? I mean, what have they been like? And what are they like at the moment? Okay, so it's, okay I'm kind of confused about what's happening in the UK right now, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But up until, like, the last week under, so I think it was fairly similar to the UK in that, like, people were working from home, most shops and stuff had closed, and it was just, like, essential services running. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, though, like, I know... Like so, like even like during uh, during Hillary, so before I was back, mm. it it seemed fairly relaxed. Like my parents started working from home really early, like mm. sometime in January, I think. But oh wow! Aside from that, it seemed kind of okay. When I came back, I had self quarantine at home for a couple of weeks, mm. um, and the government would like text me or like call. They text you like. Yeah, I got three texts a day for the first two weeks when I was back, and you have to like send your location to them so they can check. Seriously. You and did, yeah, did everyone like, have to do that? Or just people quarantining? Um, people coming in from overseas who were given, oh. it was called like a stay-at-home notice. And okay. so like people from the UK was one of them, yeah. So there was that. And I think during that time, you could still kind of like go out and like in groups or like meet people and it was kind of fine. And then mm-hmm. after like my quarantine period was over, that's when they kind of went into like, they called it circuit breakers, but it's kind of mm-hmm. just it's essentially a lockdown, I guess. And they just progressively kept like tightening up some of the restrictions and now they're gradually loosening them a bit. Okay. And like, do you think, cause I know one of the things that um, I've been chatting to people quite a lot here, like friends at home and stuff, that's really frustrating is that although, I mean, so we've technically been in lockdown. Oh God knows. Uh, I don't know. I can't yeah, remember how many yeah. weeks. But I quite feel it's like time. at least six or seven weeks. Yeah. 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 At least. Um, but what's really frustrating is that even in kind of the height, I mean, restrictions are seem to be lessening off a little bit now. Um, but even in the height of lockdown, people were like weren't following guidelines. And you'd see things of people like meeting up with their mates yeah. and all this kind of yeah. thing. And it's infuriating. Um, and mm-hmm. how how closely do you think people have been following government regulations in Singapore? I think. Yeah, so I've been talking to people about that as well. Because mm. um, obviously, like, my, like, friends from home who are now also just kind of, like, sad at home. Yeah. And we think it's, like... Like, obviously, I don't know, but I feel like people have been following, like, the regulations and stuff a lot better here. Just because I think, okay, for one, they've communicated them a lot more clearly to us. Yeah. Like, there hasn't been kind of, like... Can, like they've <laughs> stay said at home, don't stay at home. Like, Go to yeah, work, exactly. don't yeah. go to Whereas work. Whereas for us, we, like, you can just, like, have a quick Google and, like, kind of figure out what's running and what isn't. Mm-hmm. But then also, like, it isn't a political thing here, like, the whole lockdown thing. Whereas I feel like in the UK with, like, Scotland and Ireland. And yeah. Then, or just, like, even within, like, England, for example, it has become quite politicised. Yeah, definitely. Which affects the way people follow it. Um, definitely. But that hasn't happened here, so it's kind of chill. Mm. And also, Singapore's really small. So it's a lot easier to manage. Like, they can just have people... And they do have people just, like, walking around, encouraging people to, like, follow the rules and not stay outside for too long. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, like, as in, people here are just less fussed as well about, like, the government keeping track of where you are Mm. or, like, 
having like your personal data which isn't necessarily a good thing but in this case it works out really well because like so we've got like the tracing apps but then like the few times i've been out to like the shops or like the supermarket or something you like register when you go in with like Mm. your identity card and like that kind of thing um and i think like yeah there are like data privacy and all that kind of stuff that people in general are quite happy to give the government that kind of information which is helpful when you're trying to deal with you know a global pandemic yeah definitely because i feel like that's one of the things that's difficult here is that people don't really like there's a massive people don't like the government having personal information but then obviously it's really difficult because they need to i mean i don't know i don't know which side i'm on really but it's very difficult basically if people don't want to give you that kind of information um so taking a slightly happier tone now. Well, no, it's not really happy, but just bring it back to Oxford a bit. Um, what are you missing most about Pembroke or Oxford in general? I feel like my answer is going to be quite similar to what Alex said last week. Mm. And it's not because I'm copying him. It is generally just that, like, <laughs> like, I just miss, like, seeing people and, like, having casual interactions. Yeah. With Because it's, like... I can, like, I keep in touch with, like, my good friends and stuff and we'll, like, have video chats and, like, all that kind of stuff and it's really good. But, like, there's a lot of people in college where it's, like, I wouldn't feel comfortable having, like, a really intense one-on-one video call with you. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I care about your life and, like, I want to know what's going on with you. So. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel But like... also just, like, fun Trinity things oh. that, like, I've been looking forward to all year because we're supposed to have, like, been done with exams and just had the chillest time now so i kind of miss that it would have been and like all the balls and i don't know trinity's just so nice and just like sitting on chapel quad sitting on the grass oh the grass don't worry freshers don't worry we'll get you on the grass next year and it will be incredible it's just it's so nice it's so like yeah, oh, I, I, I keep getting like, oh, like this year, um, no, like today, last year photos. Yeah, oh, I know. It's so sad. <laughs> it's so sad. Oh, um, so if, if magically tomorrow, like the whole world just went, oh no, we've, um, we've, we've cured the virus, no more mis- restrictions, go do whatever you want. What is the first thing you would do? Okay, there's like two categories of first things. First like, <laughs> little thing would probably be to go see like my my friends from home yeah. who are also at home right now and I haven't seen them in a couple of weeks now. Um, just because I can do that immediately because they live here. Mm-hmm. But the first like big thing would like, not to be cheesy or anything, but like just to go back to Pembroke would be really ideal because there's still like five weeks of term. Yeah, and just like lie um, on the grass. Just like, I'm not working. Yeah. I'm just lying and chatting. Yeah literally just like exist but within Pembroke College yeah no ideal I would just like not stop talking for the next like 400 <laughs> years like that's that's the real reason I've set this up it just gives me more excuse to talk <laughs> one more person to talk to <laughs> one <week>. more pal <laughs> um and then just to kind of finish off if so we, as we did with Alec last week could you give the people of Pembroke a recommendation for a lockdown entertainment yes do you mean like stuff to watch yes it could be like so i I mean i think alec gave us quite an extensive list last week but like anything like a book (laughs) like tv series fun hobby anything Hmm. okay for a new tv series um on netflix never have i ever was pretty good i enjoyed that 
Um, mm. Otherwise, I'd say just rewatch all of your old favorite TV shows. Mm-hmm. And like, I constantly do that, but I feel like now is a really good time to do that if you haven't had a chance recently. Baking is fun, and then you get to eat what you made. Oh, Ooh, make raw cookie dough, because then you don't have to wait for it to bake, and you can just eat it straight away. That is my favourite thing to do. Do you make raw cookie dough with eggs? Uh, no, you so you can find like recipes online, but essentially you just make like an eggless batter, and then okay. if you want to be extra safe against like salmonella and stuff, which I don't really do, you can like bake the flour so that it like kills off bacteria. Can you get it from from flour? I'm trying to remember if it's salmonella or not. But there's definitely, Some, like, you something. can definitely get sick from eating too much, like, raw flour, I think. Interesting. I didn't know that. I knew the egg thing, yeah. but when I make it, I just, like, I made cookies the other week, and I just straight up ate half the batter, eggs and all, yeah, no, before so it was fair, cooked. So I'm just like, oh, it's fine. It's, <laughs> it's from my chickens. It, like, I won't get a disease. It's fine. I know the chickens are cute. <laughs> um, oh yeah, follow Blunder's chicken account on Instagram. I, like, I didn't pay him. Didn't to even ask me to do this. Genuinely, <laughs> it's such good content. They are cute. I might get them. I might get them on one week. Obviously, not like interview them because I don't think they'd have that much to say. But I might well, just like. Try. Give well, them a chance I'll just like put my phone into their little crate, and they can just yeah cheap. They are so, oh they're so cute. They've gone they're getting a bit like teenagery though. And they're kind of yeah, they're getting a bit ugly. I love that, <laughs> yeah, cuz cuz like their body like their head doesn't fit their like wing Nothing size fits. and stuff. So, they're just so great. scruffy. Scruffy. I just made up a new word like what? <laughs> I think on that note, I think it might be time time to end this before I start chatting some absolute god knows what. Um <laughs> so thank you very much for coming on Alicia. I hope that hope you enjoyed that. Oh, of course, this was very fun. So speaking of the chicks, I thought I would do my outro here with with the chicks. Um they're looking at me like I'm slightly crazy. Hello chickens. <laughs> um so thank you very much again to Alicia uh for coming on. That was I really enjoyed that. It was really nice. Um, And I hope you all did too. And next week, I (laughs) promise that I'll have uh, my next person lined up so that I can announce it at the end because I feel like that would be more professional. Um, And that's what we strive for here. But until then, we will be back next week with someone, with some member of the community. Maybe it'll be you. Who knows? But thank you for listening and I will speak to you very soon.